I'm Monica. And I'm Christina. This, this is Unqualified and, and Unfiltered. Hello, hello, hello. We got some awesome things to talk about. And to start out off, Abbott Elementary. So first watch for the first episode. I loved it. Overall, I, I adored it. I had a great time. I was laughing my ass off. It was fucking ridiculous and one thing that really stuck with me and then the rewatch when I was taking notes on it for this episode when the little boy was peeing on the rug and she's oh my god and the rug was plan b no it's more like plan p oh no no it it was plan p okay you gotta go when you gotta go no I'm not a fan of mockumentaries Mm. this is gonna be like the office parks and rec type of deal Mm -hmm. and I've never watched either of those shows but I've watched like clips of them and I'm not my jaw dropping I'm not a fan of them. It's funny because I think the only mockumentary that I actually like show-wise is Modern Family. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, at, at once, I didn't realize that that's what the show was because I didn't watch a trailer or anything to it. But yeah, so I was, oh, okay. Like, that's the style it is. Okay. I had to kind of get over it. <laughs> yeah. But how when they were playing Baby Shark, they said it was like, back that ass up for kids. <laughs> yeah. I died. <laughs> Do you remember the, the meme of um, Terry? When Back That Ass Up starts playing, and then he starts, like, taking off his clothes, and he's running for an army drill. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I remember that so clearly, and as soon as she said that, I just pictured that moment, and it was so fucking funny. Because it really is. When you play Baby Shark, do-do-do-do-do-do-do, those kids will fucking start, come, like, running. I thought the funny part was when they said that the rug was like a Xanax. A Xanax, oh like a giant Xanax pill for kids. So I thought that one was funny. <laughs> Fucking Quinta owns this role. She owned it so perfectly. See, my favorite character so far is Miss Howard because I feel she would be the type of teacher that I would be when she was like, I'm gonna count, guys. Like, uh, Quinta, she was like, one, two. And then Miss Howard's like, I'm not even gonna count. Everybody sit down. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that'd be me. Uh-uh, who got time for this nonsense? For real. Who has time? <laughs> oh my God. And just the way their interactions are is so funny to me. Yeah, I do enjoy their interactions. Actions, they're back and forth and stuff. How Quinta's just very, I don't know, it's not even necessarily socially awkward, but she's just so over the top. Yeah, she's very eager. Yeah, and then Miss Howard is just, oh my god, she's tired. You know, she's been doing this job for so long. She don't got time for this BS, you know? And so I really liked it. I liked her whole little introduction of, oh, this would be me, minus the woman of God part. No, God. <laughs> I, it really stood out to me when they just like totally hit the nail on the head and Quinto was, bye, mom. Miss Teagues, I think that's her yeah, name. Miss show. Teagues. Yeah, Miss Teagues. Yeah. Janina? Yeah, Janine Teagues or something like that. Just her saying, bye, mom. And I don't know if you remember this, but years back, I was texting my dad and then my manager said something to me and I literally said, okay, dad, yeah, that's fine. (laughs) And it was the most embarrassing moment of my life because it wasn't just me and him. No, it was literally everybody around and it was just bad. It was bad. And I'm pretty sure I said, okay, daddy, too. And it was like a whole other level of just oh, like, no, why not daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, not like that. Oh, my God. 
no. It was really embarrassing. Like, I love working with older people, too. Like, I think it's a very fun environment when so many different people. But I feel like that relationship, it's very, very authentic to me, the way they interact with each other. Yeah, I, I, I liked overall all the characters and their interactions. The only character that I wasn't a fan of was that Jacob guy, the one, the one that's also a new teacher with the curly hair. Oh, the tall one. Yeah, I didn't like him. I understand, I understand he's supposed to be the awkward, cringy character, I guess, but it came off trying too hard to be cringy. And I couldn't, I couldn't get over it. Like, I was just, it's not funny. This is, you're, you're too much, but he's supposed to be that, but I didn't, I didn't find it funny. I agree with you. I think he's, but rather than it being funny, I think it's definitely, that's the character where they want you to punch him in the face. And that's the reaction I personally had was just, oh my God, dude, shut the fuck up sometimes. And I think that's exactly what they're going for. I don't think it's meant to be like, oh, this guy's so cute. Look how hard he's trying to be woke or whatever. Look how yeah. hard he's trying to understand things that he can't understand. And it, yeah, it was, it was, it was so bad. I hated whenever they brought in that guy, uh, the, uh, the, the other people teacher that was substituting for the one that got fired and he was oh yeah now there's two bros and, and trying to give him like a fist bump or a special handshake and I was just can you stop every time he went anywhere with the hugs like and I'm all for huggers one of my best friends at work is a hugger I love that for her sometimes with some people you cannot just be coming up to them in big old bear hugs yeah so. especially this particular guy because I would punch him in the throat because there's a good way to do it that someone awkward and cringy like how I met your father mm-hmm. and um the sister character she was awkward and sometimes she would say things that were a little bit cringy but love her character she was awesome yeah but this sure. one no I don't like it I'm <laughs> just like I don't like you when are you gonna quit yeah <laughs> the only reason for me that passes is I have to tell myself there there are people like this that do exist yeah and that's why that's like it's basically just putting that lens on them and that's great I think it's it's cool. I still want to punch him in, in the throat. Yeah. How can you say so many things consecutively that are so inappropriate? Yeah, for like sure. How? How and why? <laughs> but overall, I didn't necessarily care for the show, but mostly just because it's not my style of show. Mm-hmm. The only part that I really like and had my whole attention is the very end when they got deep and emotional with the one kid that usually sleeps on the rug, and but there was no rug, so he's sleeping on his jacket, and just showing that you know teachers they care about their students. Students, they want to be there for them and even when they don't have the funds they're still gonna go out of their way to try I think they made it a lot less cringy than those moments usually especially for the first episode of a show I think usually they shoehorn that in to try to give it a little bit more depth than it really did warrants but this show did it very well because teachers do have such an important job and a lot of them do do it for passionate reasons like they said in the show it's a calling and you answer all there's yeah so I mean I do like the show that it does show and that's probably why it's become so popular because it is shining that light and it's not shining a light in kind of like disguising anything it's kind of out and open because as far as I know I know a lot of people that are teachers family members and friends and stuff that have gone to teaching and the struggles that they have to deal with just to get supplies for their classrooms and stuff so it does shine that light versus you know sometimes in movies and tv shows they have teachers but they don't show any type of struggle because it's not the focus of the Mm -hmm. of that movie or tv show but this one that is its focus and i like that it's not necessarily i guess it is a little exaggerated with ava but honestly i can definitely see that there's a school that has a principal that's like like that that would spend the three thousand dollars on a stupid sign versus getting the teachers a rug you know because 
I feel like when it's to that point where if principal, superintendent, you know, they're not the teachers, they kind of lose sight of what it's all about. And so I do see that there would be there would be people in the school system that would think that way. Oh, well, if we get a new basketball court when, you know, you don't even have supplies for students or you don't have enough desks for the students or there's way too many students for a teacher and really what you should have done is hire another teacher. But they're like, oh, no, if we redo the basketball court. Everything will be fine. Yeah. So it's it's a very I really I really like that balance. And it, it came off as like balanced instead of being, oh wow, this is a really insane tone shift where obviously it's um like it wasn't uncomfortable at all. It was very defined. It wasn't mm-hmm. just, oh, you're doing too much. And I feel like that's what they do in media a lot where it'll be, oh yeah, teachers huh? overworked, underpaid, wild, how crazy. And then skip over it like it's acceptable in our society. But it's not. And I really appreciated that. And then you could have that intense moment along with super hilarious zingers. Like, oh, really? I'm not holding as much as that five-year-old bra. I was dead. (laughs) I was dead on the floor at that zinger, dude. I would have immediately quit and then went home and hit under my bed if somebody had told me that. I I love that. I love that in shows. Yeah. So, yeah, I did like the, I like the touchingness of it. And I mean, I think we all have teachers that have made a difference in our lives that have really gone above and beyond the call of just teaching us a subject, you know, that have gone above. So I do like that. I like that they shine that light, that there are teachers like that. And everybody has had that experience with the teacher. One last thing I really wanted to touch on for this. I know you haven't watched The Office, but you've seen Clips and Boss, right, Michael? Yeah, yeah. I think Ava's character did what Michael did but in a much more likable way. Mm. I really like her character. I think she's hilarious, but it's not in such a abrasive way where I'm just like, God damn this person. Why do they have to be so crazy and stupid? Like I would with Michael constantly. What would be your rating for this show? I would give this show four out of five popsicle sticks because I think that people that enjoy The Office, enjoy Parks and Rec, are going to enjoy the show. It's not a show for me, so I personally don't really have interest in continuing it unless we were to do a series review on it. But I definitely see people that enjoy this style of television liking it, so I do think that it is a four out of five. For sure. And I think if, if anybody listens to this and they want a series review out of it, just give us a comment on Instagram and we will be happy to obviously I'm gonna probably go home and watch this all before I go to sleep I will give it four and a half out of five popsicle sticks because I had a great time watching it I feel like there was no we talked about it last week where how I met your mother your father some lines you could tell were meant to be funny and just completely fell flat Mm -hmm. because they were horrible I did not have that experience once in the show every single thing was hilarious to me even Gregory I believe his name is the one who was hired to be the principal and then didn't get the job so he's a sub i i found his character probably the most flat out of it but i'm sure it's just because they haven't it's not far in the season yet so my four and a half in year four that is eight and a half out of ten popsicle stick oh definitely glad we did that show shout out to brooks for suggesting it thank yes. you brooks thank you brooks thank you she's also our peer review group yep she's part of our, our focus group the queen of my stars i love her Big event that happened recently, Big Brother! Yay! 
Celebrity season three. So I just recently started watching Big Brother this year. We watched 23rd season thanks to TikTok. TikTok made me watch it. Loved it. I love reality TV so much. I get so into it. My husband tells me I get I get way too loud. I'm just screaming at the TV the whole time. <laughs> it's it's really fun. It's your Super Bowl. It is. It is my Super Bowl. It's my sports. Reality TV is my sport. Just how men get with basketball and football and stuff. That's me with reality TV. I will scream at that TV all day. <laughs> <laughs> So when I saw Big Brother, I was like, how have I never seen this before? Turns out Christina has watched Big Brother before. She never tells me anything. Well, you're you're so into like other reality shows that I'm not into. And this is the one reality show where I, I really do like it. And I... I don't know why we never talked about it. Yeah. It's like one of those things that never came up. Yeah, we have never talked about it. And for those that You're don't know... talking about the circle. <laughs> for those of you that don't know, me and Christina have been friends for what? on 10 years this year actually because we met sophomore year yeah sophomore year of college yeah freshman year we're 19 oh Oh, wow a decade together bro disgusting honestly (laughs) all right podcast is over we're done being friends (laughs) oh my god (laughs) now we need to plan our 10 year special (laughs) anniversary yes (laughs) oh yeah christina obviously (laughs) hates me and was gatekeeping big brother i was was gatekeeping it gatekeeping it and girl bossing it so on season three it's 11 celebrities for one month so it's condensed down so in this season they had carson creasley who's a tv personality cynthia bailey she's from real housewives of atlanta chris kirkpatrick from nsync Shayna Mokler from USA, also a former Playboy Playmate. Todd Bridges, who played Willis in Different Strokes. Mirai Nagusu, Queen. Olympic figure skater. Iconic. 2018 bronze winner. Chris Kattan, he's an actor slash comedian. We have Todrick Hall, who's like an entertainer, choreographer. He's like everything, apparently. He is Um, everything. (laughs) Misha Tate, who's an MMA fighter. We have Teddy Mellencamp, who is from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And last but not least, Lamar Odom from the NBA. Bless you, Lamar. So this season, we decided to have an inner house competition. So it's me, Christina, and my husband. He decided to join us for this little this little comp that we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> what we did was we listed our top five. And we're going to see who guesses the most winners correct in the correct order. It's going to be episode review for episodes one through three because it was a three-episode-a-week event. So... We're going to go ahead and cover the first three episodes. So if you haven't seen the first three episodes, spoilers ahead. Yes. So they started out with the first HOH competition, which was everybody hanging off of strings. It's always it's always the endurance test for the first one. Yeah, it's always them hanging on something or holding on to something. Yeah, this one, it's, I was so scared. I was like, I do not have time to see somebody rip up their um, hamstrings. Like, I don't have time for that. I'm surprised still that Todrick didn't win because he has the most healthy booty ever. Like, I am shocked. I I am shocked, I tell you, that his hamstring didn't pull that one out. I think it's that you needed upper arm strength for it. And I think that's probably why, because like it was them holding themselves up with a champagne bottle. There was a pulley True. system, but it was basically them holding their weight. So it's not necessarily using their leg. So it makes sense on who won since it had to do with upper body strength, which the winner was Misha Tate. MMA fighter. Christina's making a sour face because she does not like this. I don't like her vibe. I don't like her vibe. 
Yeah. I'm sure she's a good person in her real life, but I don't like her vibe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't, I don't like her life. vibe for this game. <laughs> she went after Teddy too hard, too fast. Like, Teddy didn't do nothing. The runner-up was Teddy Mellencamp, and she had, Misha had just made a deal with Todrick because Todrick said, and this is something common so they with Todrick, Todrick was third. Yes. And he was basically saying, hey, if I let go and give you this HOH, head of household, if I give you this award, will you let me stay here? Because the HOH puts up the nominations for who's going to go home this week. And she said, yes, you'll be safe. He dropped. So it was between Misha and Teddy. Mm -hmm. And Teddy tried to offer the same deal. Hey, if I drop and give this to you, am I safe? And then Misha hits her with the, I think it's too early to be making those kinds of promises. Huh? What? And in the little interview, what do they call it? The the room, the diary room? Yeah, the diary room. She was like... The only reason she made the deal with Todrick is because she likes Todrick. And I don't know, I guess she didn't like Teddy or something because I only made the deal with Todrick because I liked him. Like, I can't be making deals with everyone. And I'm like, it's just another person. It's not everyone, but okay. Seriously. And for people who haven't, like, watched Big Brother before, it is very much a game based on not only strategy, but alliances. You have to pick who you're going to be loyal to, who you're going to put up to go home because only one person will go home every time. And you have to be very strategic with it. Monica would probably be great at this game. I would probably be horrible because I'm too nice. And I would be like, oh, God, I don't want to send anybody home. Oh, I just want us all to be friends forever. (laughs) But that's not how the game is played. (laughs) Yeah, got to be strategic for sure. It's like basically chess. Mm -hmm. So then after the HOH competition, they revealed that there was going to be a gala gift, which was going to have a twist. So that was exciting because twists and Big Brother, they just changed the whole dang game. Mm -hmm. They're lousy twists. Yeah. So I love that, especially since this is a shortened version because it's only going to be a month long and, you know, someone goes home every single week. Mm -hmm. So it is interesting that they decided to still, like they decided to do a twist and then right out the bat too. So in episode two, they reveal that the gala gift is going to be a blessing to one person and a curse to another person. Honestly, the looks on everyone's faces when Julie Chen said that. So this is where we got to know the players a little bit more since we're now on episode two. We got to figure out who we like, who we don't like, what we like about them, what we don't like about them. My favorite so far, I didn't pick her as my number one because unfortunately I don't think she's going to win it all. Um, but Where is your fate? <gasps> no, don't say that. I don't think she's going to win it all. I put her as my number two, but I don't think she's going to win it all, unfortunately. I have faith in Mariah. I really think that she'll be able to pull it out if she can get rid of the people who originally crossed her yeah she needs to take make a strong move against them and cement herself as a power player see it's because i think she's too sweet yeah and unfortunately sweet people don't win it's it's really depressing but yeah so that's why i don't think she's gonna win i think there's a lot of potential for her getting into the top five at least yeah hopefully though if they do another big brother mvp season she would be in it i hope so she doesn't win i hope so i really like her she's she seems really sweet she doesn't seem manipulative in any way which isn't necessarily a good thing for the show as far as getting far but yeah like i really like her i feel like she'll play a good game yeah i love that i I really i think she's a strong enough player that she has a very solid chance but she does need to up her social game yeah because especially when you have a player like the the kind of player that todrick is being where he has no qualms and will literally make allegiances with everybody because everybody loves todrick he is a big he's a pretty moderate like celebrity even though he needs to 
get see i don't i don't like todrick because of that i feel like he's being so sneaky just making alliances with everyone and i understand that's kind of the point yeah you know you got to have a good social game to make it far but especially in episode two he just went blabbing about everything he and did. it's irritating it's why it's irritating because they came up with their alliance the formation he was a part of it so was mariah so was teddy right so then when misha goes up to mariah and is like hey yo i'm gonna put you up as a pawn because my plan is to take teddy out does it not make sense that mariah would go and tell teddy the plan because they already formed their alliance yeah so then when teddy goes and tells todrick because hey they're supposed to be in alliance together todrick goes and tells misha so that he can form an alliance with misha and it's just that was so shady well i get where he's coming from because the winner of the first hoh you want to get on their good side he wanted to cure that alliance yeah so I get it. Like, the game, it's a good game. He's playing a good game. He's playing a good floater game, even though I don't think he's gonna be a floater. Um, But that's how he's playing it. Yeah. He's playing it to be everybody's dude that everybody loves, that they're never gonna send him home. But. Yeah, and, I, and, and I've always hated that, like, with all the other seasons that we've, that I've seen of Big Brother. I hate whenever they play that manipulative game. Big and game. I know, I know that's the point, yeah. Like, I know that's the point, and that's, you know, part of the fun of watching it, and I'm not saying that I don't necessarily necessarily enjoy it obviously yeah. i enjoy, enjoy it if i we continue to watch yeah. yeah and i yell at the tv and you know get angry and stuff but i don't care for that i'm just Ugh. you're trash todrick i hate you <laughs> get his name out of your mouth <laughs> just trying to win some money yeah so it's just todrick you're trash especially because i love mariah so much and yeah. she and he painted the biggest freaking target on her Ugh. either way i win somehow because todrick and mariah are in my top five picks for who wins I'd be kind of upset at this point because Matt has Todrick at number one. Yeah. So if Todrick does end up pulling the ultimate floater game and ends up winning, and you know, lose. and it's funny because I think that's why he chose Todrick as his number one because based off the just the intro, he was just yeah, this guy looks like he's gonna play a good social gamer basically, and they get everyone to be his best friend. Yeah, that's how I feel with Chris Kirkpatrick, but he's I think he's doing a more subtle game. Yeah, because there's nobody who thinks he's a threat or is disliking him. Oh, that with the Gala gift in episode. So two is when they announced that it's called the Mon Juan hat. So so because of that twist of the hat, uh, Cynthia Bailey ended up being safe. But again, it was supposed to be a blessing and a curse. So we're going to find out who got cursed with it in the next episode. Misha ended up announcing her nominees, which ended up being Carson Kressley as a pawn, basically, and Mariah. And that's her target because of Todrick and his bladder mouth. Yeah, Carson, I think, is playing a really good game, too. Like, for uh, again, for people who aren't really familiar with the show or a lot of the celebrities were mentioning. Carson is from the old school Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. He was the blonde with impeccable fashion sense. Very awesome guy. Very fun dude to watch on TV. Amazing. He also knows a lot of those people because yes. he's a TV personality. Mm-hmm. He already knew a lot of them. As they enter the house, he's like, oh my god, I know you. Oh my god, we did an interview together or we did this together. So I was- It's so smart, too. He's like, oh, hey, remember my face? Remember what we had outside of this house? And he just like immediately cements that connection it's a very smart way to play yeah that he's playing he's playing the social game for sure and then we have episode three yes so for episode three i was super depressed because mariah was up for eviction mm-hmm. eviction is is basically when they get eliminated mariah i like that she she held it together you know she it did. was a good and then chris Catan, i only know him from night at the roxbury yeah 
but I thought it was so sweet how he consoled her. I was just like, oh my god, this guy is so genuine. He seems like such a nice dude. That is so awesome. Yeah, for sure. It like, definitely, he definitely gave off really good person vibes. Yeah, it definitely made me like him more. Prior to, like, in episode one and two, he kind of just seemed he was in the background, just, you know, when I don't really know if he's gonna win or he's not gonna win. He's just there, you know? Like a publicity thing. Like, I'm just here until I leave. I don't really care one way or another. Yeah. And so this one definitely made me appreciate him being there. Oh, like, he's so sweet. I hope he makes it far, you know? For sure. I really like that. Like, um, so many people just immediately cast her aside because they saw, oh, okay, they put her on the block already. The block is basically the two nominees. They put her on the block and she's gonna go because she's the bigger threat. And they immediately cast her aside and started adjusting their allegiances or alliances. And I think it was very nice to see him just genuinely console her because he was worried about his friend. Yeah, he wasn't trying to make an alliance. He wasn't trying to save himself or, you know, do anything like that. It was just genuine. I'm sorry you're in this position. 90% of the time that that scene would cut to them in the diary room where it's, it's, I have to be true to my alliances and she's probably going to win that veto and I need to make sure that she'll cover me when the time is needed. But we didn't get that cut because he wasn't worried about it. He was yeah. being completely genuine. And yeah. So I did enjoy right, that. It was very refreshing. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And then we cut to Misha working out with Chris Kirkpatrick in the room. Beating the shit out of the floor. The yeah, ever living shit out of that floor. What are they called? The mats or whatever? Such an awkward scene. Such an awkward. Can you imagine you're just working out on the fucking elliptical and shit and then there's just someone punching a mat, like floor mat, like just going ham on it? I'd be, I'd be like, alright, I'm leaving, goodbye. <laughs> He's probably just listening, like, and sinking his little earbuds. <laughs> Doing his little elliptical, having the time of his life. Yes, healthy vibes. And then, uh, and then she's trying to have a conversation with her because, again, like, the whole show is being strategic, forming alliances, and just, you know, having good social game when y'all aren't, when they're not in com- competition. Mm-hmm. And then you would think, oh, they're starting conversation, so let's not beat up a floor mat you know, all crazily, but nope, she's, I gotta get my workout in, and then it's just awkward, you're trying to have a conversation, and this person is just going ham on a floor mat. Yeah, <laughs> and not, not, not downing on people who work out that way, because she's an MMA fighter, I'm sure yeah. she has a very different workout regimen than ours, which is empty and non-existent, yeah. so nothing against that, obviously, but it was definitely super awkward the way it was edited. In. Yeah, the way that it was edited, it was super awkward, for sure. It was just, you have Chris Kirkpatrick, that's just all quiet while working out on this elliptical machine and then you have Misha just bam 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 on the mat on the mat and it's just oh <laughs> I would be kind of bummed like I'm trying to get my inner peace on um and you're really affecting the vibe yeah so it was, it was, it was interesting and then there was that uh part with Podrick and Misha and- I think their dynamic is very bad I think they're gonna be the downfall of each other because it's the stupidest thing in the world in Big Brother to have one major alliance to the end it's <laughs> so stupid yeah, and then so then the next thing in episode three was the veto comp for the veto comp it's the head of house which was Misha and then you have the two mo- nominees which is Mariah and Carson and then they pick three others to compete random out of a box now there's coins in the box that say house guest choice so whoever draws it gets to pick who they want 
Yeah. So Mariah ended up getting house guest choice. And again, episode one, the formation alliance was formed. Todrick, Mariah, and Teddy, and Carson are all part of that alliance. And Cynthia too, right? Yeah. And Mariah chose Todrick. She didn't know that he's the one who blabs and is the reason that she's on, on this block. She doesn't mm-hmm. know that he's not on her side because as far as she's concerned, they're part of the same alliance. And she feels that if he wins the veto, he can use it to save her. And I was like, no, why Todrick? It broke my damn heart. It's very simultaneously the best and the worst part of Big Brother. Yeah. Like very, very much. Where, why? It was. She's so innocent. She just didn't know. Yeah. So it was tough. It was tough. Again, Mariah, I love her. I want her to win so bad. So her choosing Todrick for the veto meant that it was going to, it wasn't going to give her the leg up she wanted. It was, yeah. it was very much that she would end up getting eliminated, which sucks. It's very unfortunate. And for, again, for anybody who doesn't watch the show or who's in as familiar with it, the veto competition is basically a competition for a select few members of the house. and whoever wins it gets the veto power over the nominations that the head of household placed on the block that week. So if Marai had won the veto, she could have said, I'm using this veto to take myself off this block. And then the head of household would have had to elect somebody else for it. Yep. And then let's say the head of household won, or in this case, Todrick, who's not on Marai's side, won. They could choose not to use the veto Mm -hmm. and the nominations would remain the same. And meaning in this case, case if the target is Mariah she would probably end up being sent home so that's why it was like really depressing that she picked Todrick we definitely had our hopes up we're just like oh my god she's going home there's no way she's getting back from this we were like girl you need to pull it out in this veto comp you need a win only for Carson to be the veto winner yeah so he did win so because he won he used it on himself to take him off the block because even if the head of house is saying you're a pawn never take that serious oh Oh, Misha told me I'm just a pawn that they're trying to get Mariah and he could have chose not to use the veto power and kept it the same because to him I'm the pawn I'm gonna be safe but with Big Brother you never know you yeah, never you know. never know ever you do not know anybody in that game it, I would do a lot of things for $25,000 <laughs> Carson won the veto comp with a time of three minutes and 54 seconds. Yeah, that was ridiculous. It was a really crazy veto comp too, where it was basically a riddle. I was too dumb for it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure in the moment we would be fine. I'm sure. (laughs) I'd time out like Lamar. (laughs) Oh my God, leave Lamar alone. Let me interject. Lamar Odom has a horrible publicist and that publicist should immediately be fired because they did not prep him for this competition at all. They did it. That poor baby. He doesn't know what the hell's going on. Nope, he does not know what the hell's going on. I don't know why they let him on this show. Everybody knows about Lamar Odom and the Kardashian drama. And then he's over here talking about how much he misses Khloe Kardashian and how much he wants to be back with her. And I'm just like, oh my God, poor Lamar. And I'm just like, bro, she could could give two shits about you. Like, she don't care. She already with another guy. She has a baby daddy. Boy. Oh. Oh my Um, God. It makes me so sad. Again, learned against my will, but still. That yeah. poor man. Yeah. Like, we oh don't, we 
we do not we do not keep up with the Kardashians. We do not. We do not. <laughs> but they are all over. It's hard to not know this information. For real. Well, all love to them. I hope they're having great night. But personally, I'm not that invested in them. Yeah. But yeah, whoever convinced him to be on the show was they not have let him on the show. Fire his damn publicist immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And me and Monica will volunteer. We'll volunteer. <laughs> and we can do a better job. <laughs> yeah. I honestly I think we would be great publicists. I think we would be phenomenal at it. But yeah. So then because he was the veto winner, he took himself off the block and Misha had to pick another nominee. She was getting damn annoying because she kept flip-flopping on who she wanted. Yes. Um, to get eliminated. And I honestly think that she is playing Todrick's game. She's not playing her game, she's playing Todrick's game. That's what's gonna get her ass tossed out, because you can't have one obvious alliance. It's yeah. like it makes you guys like a huge target. Exactly. Yep. That's what's happening with Carson and Bailey. Where he's like, Oh, we gotta separate them because they're it looks like they're number one, number two. Yeah, I love and, Cynthia Bailey. Honestly, I would I would be very happy if she won. Yeah. I think I have her in my top five. I'm not sure. <gasps> Me too. I think it was so dumb that Misha kept flip-flopping only for her to do what she wanted in the first place, which was have Mariah's a pawn and backdoor Teddy. Yeah. What the fuck did Teddy do to you, bro? Yeah. Jesus. Oh my God. I and, love Teddy so much too. I was so upset. And for those that don't know what backdoor means, it's the head of house will pick the two nominations in hopes that one of those nominations or themselves will win the veto to take that person off so that they can put the real target on the block because the real target will have no chance at trying to save themselves other than convincing people to, to not vote for them. Exactly. Especially for the more eligible guests where they have a bigger chance of winning veto, especially. Yeah. They didn't want to get rid of that opportunity fast. Yeah. So that's what they did. They backdoored Teddy and that was because Mariah went to Misha to try and make some type of deal to approve an alliance with her and it worked and that's why Teddy was on the block, which I hated. Yep. Very upsetting. De I'm definitely very excited for the next episode because of all the little things that happened in the yeah, previous Yeah, for one. sure. Oh, it's going to be freaking insane. It is. It is. So then the episode ended with the Mon Juan twist reveal, which backwards is Nom Now. Ah, <laughs> is exactly what we were doing. So I loved it because it saved our girl Mariah. Who was it? Todd Bridges that ended up with the hat? Yeah. At the end. So he was able to get someone off the block and he chose Mariah over Teddy. And so by doing that, it put him on the block. That's the curse for the one person. And so now it is between Teddy and Todd Bridges. And then they did their evictions, their votes, and Teddy was eliminated. Very upsetting. She was evicted. And she was in my top five, so I already lost one person. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> she was my number five. Let's cross her out. So I'm already being a loser in our little inner house competition. <laughs> I suck. We suck time. We suck time. It's okay. Wow. It's okay. So yeah, we're down to 10 people. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, maybe next week or in the next Big Brother update, if, if people want it, we can release our top five. Yeah, That'll for sure. So it'll be fun to continue watching. I love Big Brother. So much drama. Yes, definitely for any reality TV fans. Definitely recommend it. Yeah, Just because sure. it's been on for three million years doesn't make it any less good. Yeah. Very fun. Another thing that came out this week that immediately got super popular, the Tinder Swindler. It's on Netflix. Yes, Netflix. And absolutely bonkers crazy. Absolutely bonkers crazy. 
It starts off, Celeste meet this person, Simon, on Tinder. And cruising past any and all red flags because she did give him a goog. She gave him a goog. She did. She did. She checked it out. She did what you're supposed to do to keep yourself safe and protect yourself. And then minutes later, <laughs> so basically after a month, he starts asking for money is how it starts. Wines are dines are. So things start moving super fast, doing all the classic things. Oh my God, total love bombing. And then again, starts asking for money and she gives him money. And it's so weird to me because he's never there when she gives money. He's a very manipulative person and goes after people with that intention because he is intent on taking everything they have. It's crazy. It is. And what's even more crazy, like not only did they did this woman lend him this money, prior to her lending him the money, it was the fact that the first date, the very first date, he's like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm gonna be in, I think it was Bulgaria. Mm-hmm. And he was like, let's go on my private jet to Bulgaria real quick. Yes. I had to Google how far, because she was from London. Mm-hmm. I Googled how far London and Bulgaria were if you were to fly. Oh it's a three hour flight. She took a three hour flight with a stranger that she just Googled. Damn. I could never. I want to say I could never, but I would. But I do I would kill you. I know. I was yeah, like, I, I, would I was like, where were her <laughs> friends? But I was thinking that too. Where are the people who care about you and who are going to stop you from doing this like potentially insanely dangerous thing? He could be a crazy hunter who's taking you to the middle of a private island to gun you down. Or he something. could easily be, be crazy. He's saying, oh yeah, we're going to Bulgaria and take you somewhere else and traffic you. Exactly. That was that was crazy he was just oh yeah i need to buy your plane ticket can i get your passport info and he she just took a picture and sent it to him a person that she's never met that she's going on date number one i know that you know you're not supposed to necessarily victim shame Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and i'm not trying to say that she deserved to get swindled out of her money yeah i mean is that a normal thing you just give out your passport information all willy-nilly i wouldn't think it's normal i think we live in a system in our world i think things are so run by money that as soon as she gave it a goog and was like oh my god this one obscure document proves that this guy's worth like a billion kajillion dollars and then we like they get blinded by it they're like nothing bad can happen to me because this is a rich dude when it's like those are the ones that are the most fucking terrifying in the end of the day and i think that it's such a numbers game because this motherfucker probably swipes right on every single thing oh yeah comes across and all it takes is that one two third person yeah for sure to be willing to overlook little things because of this attractive dude who's super fucking wealthy yeah times are hard yeah you would do it too for a check (laughs) honestly so one of the ways that he got these women to give him money was that he had pictures and videos of him and his bodyguard like bloodied up or in a hospital bed or stuff like that and was oh my god the there are people because he's a billionaire yeah he's because he's in the diamond business and apparently they have a lot of enemies in the diamond business and so he would say like oh my god my my enemies came after me and they're trying to kill me so I can't use any of my credit cards because then they'll be able to track where I am so can you send me money don't fall for it 
It's so sad because, like, yeah. she probably could have looked up, like, the geotag information on those pictures and it probably would have been for years. Because yeah, he used years. them. He didn't use them just on this one girl. He used yeah. them on all three girls. Mm-hmm. Like, all three girls he used it on. Recycled all the material, all the little stuff. Never called them by their names because then he can mix them up. Yeah. It was all his honey or sweetheart or baby. That's actually a big red flag to me. I'm just like, hmm. Yeah. So, and she linked her cards. She took out loans. I think it was a grand total for the first woman. $250,000 is how much she gave this man. You know, I don't have a lot of good things to say about the American system of credit scores, but I do know this shit would never be able to fly with me. I would never be able to get $250,000 with loans. I can barely get a mortgage. That shit still hasn't been able to happen for me. And that'd be like one fifty dollars with a big ass house for collateral. But $250,000? And I think it's that she how? said that it was with eight or nine different banks that she had these loans. Fucking how? How does this happen? Yeah, and then not only that, but then she was conned into being an employee, quote unquote, to the family diamond business and it's just, she was getting paid I think 94000 a week, supposedly. Yeah. And it was, how are you so nonchalant about committing fraud? You're literally committing fraud and you're just fine with that because oh, it's my boyfriend. I don't understand it. I genuinely don't understand how these women, not only did they lend this man this money but one woman I think she lent him $10,000 and that $10,000 was to go and buy herself an apartment yeah and she was like oh my god my friend he really needs it and gave him $10,000 I don't know with her I think it's a little bit different because that was like a genuine friend where they would go on vacations together and actually physically hang out with each other I think her situation is a little bit different like he seemed to be a more prevalent face in her life I think he went after her just because the other one was an option. He doesn't care. And I think that a big a big thing is that they are called predators because they go after specific people who he, they know that they can manipulate what they want to do. Yeah. And it's it's just so disgusting to me that these kinds of people can just walk among us and just be so horrible and shitty and not care. Like not care about the ripple effect of their actions. And it's just it's so wild to me. It's it's definitely crazy. I mean it, even in the show in the documentary they show three women but he was obviously doing this to way more women scores yeah scores of women because of the amount that he was spending it did not equal to the amount that he was taking from these three women he was he was spending way more than that so i mean these weren't just three women that he swindled it was multiple women it's just crazy that they're able to find these people and it's probably like you said like he was swiping right on everyone he was trying it with everyone and i mean the one thing that i do have to say is i'm very proud of the first interview I think her name was Celeste that she took control back and Hell she yeah. she was I mean I might not be able to get my 250000 back but I want other people to be aware of the situation and she's the one who brought it to the news media and you know try to get the story out there so other women don't fall victim yeah so and I love that that directly saved the third woman too yep like, exactly it did directly saved her ass and she took all his clothes kept all that money for herself yes like, love her oh my god that was like such a boss move yeah and it's like it's so ridiculous that there's just there's no it just all loopholes all loopholes there's nothing that 
mostly most of the time there's not going to be any repercussions with like white collar crime because they don't really care. Yeah. It's a drop in the bucket. Even the $250,000 to how much this dude was spending is a drop in the bucket. And he was her entire life. Yeah. It's very sad. It is. It is. Um, I do have to commend it to these women for going public for doing this as a, you know, doing this project with Netflix. Oh, for sure. You know, like that, that it took a lot of courage. I can imagine it took them so much courage to do that. Especially with how they, how it was received with the initial article, how so many people were just, well, that's your fault. How'd you let him do this? Oh my God. Yeah. Oh. Oh my God. The articles, I don't know if it frustrated you, but it frustrated me that they kept sending the damn articles to him. When the women would, uh, see the article, they send it to him, Simon, what is this? Yeah. Why are, are you doing this? Are you stealing money? They They're not going to admit it. Like, well, they have to hit him with the, this you? 911, hello? <laughs> like, these women were just sending him the articles, giving him the heads up. I'm, Why are you doing that? Oh my God, stop, please. <laughs> oh, oh. It's very, yeah, very upsetting. In the horror one, one, two. It's like in the horror movies, whenever there's someone alone and they hear the creak and they're like, hello? The killer isn't going to be like, hey, what's up? I just came to kill you real quick. <laughs> hey, girly, where do you keep the knives? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, what? <laughs> Honestly, it's just, it's so baffling to me how some, how somebody can be so dedicated, so ferociously, unwaveringly dedicated to never having to work that they can devote their entire lives to just taking from people who don't have as much, that much to begin with. Jesus, if you're going to try to do the whole riches, poor to riches thing, can you swindle fucking rich people that True. have to spare? <laughs> Honestly. Can you swipe right on Ivanka Trump or something <laughs> and take the money from her rich ass that she won't even know is gone. Yeah. Do you have to go up from these people who are like, yeah, I've been saving for five years so I can buy an apartment, you know, but oh. like, damn, dude, the scum of the earth. Insane. And then that girl sending him the money, like the money for the apartment. I'd be like, I was thinking about it. I was like, okay, so she views him as a friend. Like they were, they weren't dating. They were just friends. Because again, me and Christina have been friends for about 10 years now. Mm-hmm. Christina came to me and was like, Monica, like if you asked me for a thousand dollars, I don't know, something happened with your car and you just really needed to get fixed because you got to drive to the office and whatnot and you're like Monica I really need this thousand dollars I'll give it back to you next paycheck or two paychecks I'll make payment plan whatever like all right Christina I trust you we've been friends for 10 years I'm gonna give you this one thousand dollars and then I'll I'll give you the one thousand dollars but then like if you don't go with paying me back like if you're like Mm -hmm. next paycheck I'm gonna give you 500 and then the next paycheck I'll give you the other 500 right yeah if that paycheck comes oh hey Christina don't forget you said you're gonna give me five hundred dollars back and you're just like oh no I can't because my car payment that I totally forgot about needs to be paid and I can't give you the $500 but I'll give you the full thousand net paycheck Monica my enemies are after me (laughs) my enemies I'm like no I'm taking you to court small claims bitch you just want to be on that fucking court yeah I'd be I take you to people's court god damn it (laughs) how is it that they're just so nonchalant with giving this man money seriously what a what a world yeah what a fucking world it's like dude you're walking around in versace and all these weird ugly ass clothes that are really expensive for some reason go pawn your damn shirt he's been doing this forever like they showed it like Ever even since, since he was, was like a teenager yeah that's not like, like, i don't know the audacity Honestly. that people are born with oh my god and then when he basically was found out and stuff mm-hmm. trying to go and get plastic surgery <laughs> 
And the guy was, no, I'm not gonna do this because usually only criminals want this type of work. Oh my god, I died. The I died. <laughs> that Eileen girl called him the homeless king. Yeah. Oh, so funny. <laughs> and he was staying in all these hostels and stuff. I was like, dude, that's life. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, but billions of us exist on the planet. You just gotta do it. It sucks. I loved Eileen. I loved I loved her for taking all his clothes and, and choosing to sell them and stuff like that. So Smart queen. Honestly, she was super smart. I will say, I think one of my favorite things is toward the end when they started to really humanize Celeste and show how much of an impact it had on her. How she she had to call her mom when she was super upset. And I was just like, oh, that's what I do. And I am upset. I call my mommy. I put that. I was like, I would call my mom too. Damn. Oh, God. Oh, when yeah. she had that intrusive thought to drive her. Oh. Oh, that was track. so that sad. Was, like, she even but she sad. even she even instituted herself. Mm-hmm. Like I was just that's so sad. These women did not deserve that. I know that they made some really questionable decisions yes. and they should have maybe had a little bit tiny more common sense or hopefully their friends get better friends. For sure, yeah. But yeah, like I mean, regardless, they didn't deserve to get swindled out of these thousands and thousands of dollars. Regardless sure. of how naive they were, they didn't deserve that. And so I was ups- I was upset that they fell for it. But I was also upset that someone would take advantage of their naive. Exactly. And it's it's just, it sucks that there's no protections for things like that. Yeah. Why? Why are there not protections for these kinds of circumstances? Like, how does, how this doesn't count as... As fraud? Yeah, as identity theft. Because yeah. you're going, you're assuming a different identity. You're pretending to be somebody's love interest mm. to get all of these things. I don't understand how that hasn't been lumped under it. Yeah. Yet. And it could be that the, the, the laws are different. Because, I mean, this isn't taking place in the United States. Yeah. So it could be that the laws are different, but obviously the laws need to change because this shouldn't this shouldn't be okay. He served five months, five months, and it wasn't even for the fraud. It wasn't for stealing the money. It was for I don't even remember what he served five months for. Some dumbass stupid thing. Back at it, still trying to swindle people. If you go and find his social medias, he's still with his lavish lifestyle. I mean, I know that it came out that he was banned from Tinder and a whole bunch of other dating apps, but as he should. Yeah, I just hope that it makes a difference. It just, it does something. Um, I would rate this one four out of five popsicle sticks. I think that it was well done. It was an interesting watch. Yeah, I would say three out of three and a half out of five popsicle sticks because simply that it was one documentary that was two hours long. I think it would have been much better if they had split it into three episodes. But that's really my only criticism for my three and a half and your four popsicle sticks. That is seven and a half popsicle sticks out of ten. Which I think very well deserved. It was a it was a good good documentary. Yeah, for sure, for sure. This week's star pick is it is Ask Reddit. So what's one TV show that didn't deserve to get canceled? My number one though, Santa Clarita Diet. Yes. I will forever hate Netflix for canceling Santa Clarita Diet because not only did they cancel it, but they canceled it on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Oh, so mad. That show was so good, so funny. And it was canceled for what? Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's basically what Netflix is becoming known for. The two things it does is raise their fucking prices unnecessarily and cancel all their fucking good shows. Yep. Oh my god, I don't think you've ever watched this. Teen Titans, the cartoon. I never watched not 
Teen Titans Go, but Teen Titans. I think me and Matt were watching a few episodes when we went to an Airbnb last year just for funsies. Oh, when dogs. I was angry. Yeah. When I was having a moment. <laughs> yeah. When, what was it they didn't have in the Cooking country? oil. I was so pissed off. The they didn't have cooking oil at this Airbnb we rented for my husband's birthday, and I couldn't make him a cake. And it was very upsetting because I would have to go to the damn Walmart to go get it. And so I had a little, I had my little temper tantrum, and while I was having my temper tantrum, they watched Teen Titans. It was a good time. You know what? That cake came out very well. I don't remember what happened around it. But I do remember the tantrum and watching Teen Titans. Uh, but that show was so good. And, and they, they left it at so many questions that were unanswered. And it was just like, why? I hyperfixated on that show so hard when I was like in sixth grade. It was very upsetting to my youth. So sorry. Thank so you. Sorry that means a lot. That. And then I think you'll agree with me on this one. Dollhouse. <gasps> Dollhouse! Why? They did this for what? And that was another one that they knew they were going to get canceled and they tried to wrap shit up real quick and then it was like downhill. That last season was just like... You know, if you're trying to wrap up a show and you say, you know what will wrap this up if I skip into the future, but so far in the future, nobody understands what the fuck is going on and it's some apocalyptic bullshit. You should just put your pen down and go outside and touch some grass because it's never a good idea and it doesn't work out for anybody who's tried it. And then they keep doing quote unquote flashbacks. Oh my gosh. And it's just like, why didn't you just do the flashback crap and then did freaking Harry Potter style flash forward the last 10 minutes, okay? Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so that one was depressing because I loved All House. Such a good show. Oh my god. Oh, I, yeah. Mine, that will definitely surprise absolutely no one. Scream Queens. I don't care if the second season wasn't strong. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it was still funny. I had a great time. I didn't like the character of Wes anyway. He was trash. I don't care. See, I love season one. I did watch season two, but I wasn't a major fan of it. Mm -hmm. I do love that it was a continuation, though, but I wasn't a fan of the green guy. The Green Meanie. Yeah. I hated that. I hated that name, The Green Meanie. It was a stupid name. I should I'm have called him a swamp guy, and that would have been made me feel better. Hey, <laughs> hey, they have copyright. Yeah, I'm just so. kidding. I have no idea. <laughs> so I wasn't a fan of that one. I was very delighted by Taylor Lautner. I love him, and I really liked him in this role. I love Billy Lord. I would probably watch anything that she came in. I love in. Billy Lord. Yeah, I she's, think she's hilarious. Oh, she's awesome. Love her mom, R.I.P. Carrie Fisher. I was a little iffy on Janelle number five. I would go Breslin, but only because I've never seen her in a role like the Chanel. And I will say she's probably one of my favorites. Too. I love Abigail Breslin. She is amazing. Yeah. I love her music. She has music, guys. Casey didn't know. That show is so good. Like, honestly, we've talked about this a lot. Grace is probably the most annoying character. Oh, for sure. As far as like acting wise completely fine with her not being in season two. Yeah, like... What I don't like about season two is <gasps> that they kill off Chad Radwell. <gasps> Chad Radwell! No! Thank you, Chad Radwell! What bullshit is that? How ridiculous that we are two people that fucking love Chad Radwell's character <laughs> so much. I'm so mad that they killed Chad Radwell. If he doesn't come... I'm just like... <laughs> I'm hoping it's gonna be like a thing where he's like, he's not dead right. eventually. They reboot. I then. hope so. I love him so much. He's so funny. Yes, he is. That's oh for my sure. God. If Nick Jonas can get away with not being dead in season one, then Chad Rodwell can get away with not being dead in season two. Agreed. And Agreed. I will take that to my grave. Agreed. They they did the whole like closing up with season two where it's they all are living their best lives, they're having a good time, and then boom, you cut to Chanel with the red devil in the backseat. Ah! 
Yeah, and then that's it. And it's I would have, I would have loved a third season with the Red Devil for sure. Mm-hmm. I would have loved it because it would would have probably been Grace from the Insane Asylum. That's what they probably hinted at. True. I think that would have been fucking so compelling. It's just a fun show. How many shows do we have that are just fun? Yeah, like the last one that I have on my list that I think you're gonna completely agree with me. Don't trust the bee in Apartment Twenty Three. Yes. Oh my God. Good pick. High five. That one, we've rewatched like a million times. Mm-hmm. Such a freaking good show. So funny. So underrated. Oh, so that one, oh my God. So mad that that one was canceled. It was before its time. Very like, before. It's just, it's so fucking funny. And it, for some reason, it's just not like holding people's attention. Meanwhile, me and you watched it. We're just like, this is our personality for the next 10 years. Honestly, honestly, that show's so good. If you haven't seen it, it's usually on Hulu. Sometimes they take it off, but then they put it right back on. So. Yeah. Absolutely recommended. Good episode three. Very good episode. I feel great. Yay.